Hi there, you're listening to the Conversations with Uncle Kevin podcast. This is a podcast that inspires dreamers to pursue their passions and inspire their journeys. My name is Kevin Masundir and I'm best known for my YouTube channel, Uncle Kevin Reacts. In this podcast, I sit down with achievers, overachievers and doers to talk about their process, lessons they've learned and how to make an impact. Yo, what up guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm joined by the one and only Steph Tsunami. Hello. Tsunami is not your last name, yeah? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's funny? There's a story behind that. Yeah. Um, my last name is Tsamis and it's a Greek last name. It's mm. often hard to say for some people. Yeah. And it kind of just became a nickname. People kept going, oh, like... One, one, my friend's ex actually was one day like, oh, are you, are you Steph Tsunami? I'm like, um, you're close, but not quite. <laughs> and then the name Tsunami just kind of stuck. And then yeah. I started DJing and it was like, Steph Tsunami, there we go. I'm so. going to stick, you're like, I'm going to stick with it. Make money out of this, <laughs> out of a joke. Okay. Yeah. How, how are you doing today, ma'am? How are you doing? I'm really good. I'm really good. It's been a chill day. Um, mm. I'm not, didn't work, you know, yeah. so Mom, I went to break. I'm a teacher as well. So <laughs> I just, I'm ghost. I'm sleeping in. I, I like to sleep in. That is my yeah. thing. I'm a night owl. Go to bed late. Wake up late. It's, I guess most DJs are, right? How, how do the terms work here, like for kids? Like, is it a semester? What's it called? Term it is, uh, yeah, term semester. Same thing. It's, yeah. um, I know, well, I'm an elementary school teacher. Mm-hmm. So it's different. Like high school, they have. They might do their classes differently, but there's three terms. Yeah. So like first term finished. That was before winter break. Mm. Second term is like now to spring break and then end of the year, spring break to. Yeah. So three terms. Got your report cards and all that, <laughs> which is kind of a drag, but <laughs> it'd be like that, right? Yeah. It'd be like yeah. that. How, how is it? How's life being a, as a teacher? You know, I know you all want to hear about her being a DJ, but I want to know about being a teacher. <laughs> how's life being a teacher? Ooh. Honestly, it's uh, you need patience. Oh, you yeah. really, really need patience. And I, like, I'm with little kids. I'm with kindergartners and grade ones. So mm. it's they're needy. They are very needy. They're like Miss T, Miss T. It's like, oh. <laughs> so it's exhausting. Like you end your day and you're like, shit, I'm drained. Especially when I have to do music stuff in the evening or maybe even have a gig on a weekday night because mm. I get those sometimes. But um. Yeah, it's good. Like, I like it because I like teaching people things. I feel like I've always been a natural educator, oh so yeah. it works. What do you teach? Is uh, it specific or is it, like, general? Anything? Well, general. Elementary school is general. Any, any I teach kids. them teach them how to read, write, <laughs> a bit of science, teach them how to do crafts, so. Do they teach you something? Uh, you learn something from the little babies? They teach me, uh, <laughs> teach me self-control, maybe? <laughs> Sometimes I just slap them? No, sorry. There's any parents watching this, oh, but patience and self-control. Trust me. Parents know. I, I remember during the pandemic, I had uh, my cousin. He's like, man, I wish this, this schools would just open. Uh, <laughs> yeah. this, this people, <laughs> it's too much. And he had three kids. I was like, uh, yeah, I'll just come say hi, bye, cool. Yeah, and like <laughs> now with restrictions, like, I, I mean, there were, when COVID cases were crazy, like a year or so ago, it, they still had schools open, so I'm crossing my fingers they never have to go back to online teaching. Yeah. Because trying to teach kids through Zoom, <laughs> I, luckily I never did that, but <laughs> if I have to do it. How yeah. do you even hold their attention? Like? Uh, you, literally, I can't hold their attention <laughs> in person. And I have to hold their attention in oh, real Zoom, life. It's, like, no. it's, it's tough. But uh, how, how are kids, I don't know, like, do they have to wear masks at school and stuff, like little babies? Yeah, they tell them they do, but like. Some of mine don't. They just let, they'll end up down their face. And I just have to say, oh. If I hear them do one little cough, I'm like, hey, but come on. Yeah. Those kids are diseased. They touch everything. They, so. Yeah, but they're being kids. They should. I mean, big kids have to. Like, after a certain age, like, they have to. But little ones, it is requested, but they, they, do, what they, want. they do what they want. Most of them are pretty good about it, though. So. They, 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 they said the laws. We just live in their world. That's true. That is true. And then do they know that you're a DJ? Um, hmm. no, honestly, not those ones. No, because I feel like at that age, they don't really know what a DJ is. But the older ones, like I was a substitute teacher, and some of the older kids, mm-hmm. they, I don't know, I would always talk about music and pop culture. And I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, 
hey, I'm a DJ. Or they would just come into conversation. Like, I wouldn't just plop it in there. I would come into conversation. I'd be like, what? <laughs> but, um, like, a bunch of the other teachers know. Oh. They know that I kind of live a double life. How long have you been teaching? Teaching. Uh, I finished school for teaching in end of 2019. Okay. So, so I guess about two years. So no kid has grown up to the age where they come to your set and they're like, that's my teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, it's going to be years before that. But uh, I mean, hey, at that point, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Uh, that's what All right. Wh- what made you get Let's Okay. What everybody came for. What made you get into DJing? Let me begin to DJing. So, well, I've always been very musical. Like mm-hmm. literally since I was little, my mom tells me like I had such good rhythm. We'd go to like those kid music classes and I'd be like hitting those four on the floor beats. Yeah. And um, I just always like all genres of music. I was always, I would scoop it up. And I remember my mom was really into country music. Mm. And I actually, I don't love country now, but my mom would watch the country music countdown mm-hmm. and I'd go to school and I'd be like, mom, record the countdown for me. I want to know who it is. And I'd predict it at like seven years old and I'd usually predict it right. And then I just kind of started watching much music and started learning more about pop and rap and rock and all that. And I was like, this is, this is a cool world. And then high school, I was always kind of the go-to music girl. And then people just kept saying, oh, you should be a DJ, you should be a DJ. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, maybe. And then I went to university and they had like a bunch of club booths set up yeah. at UBC. And they had one that was like, oh, giving free DJ tutorials. I was like my chance <laughs> so i i signed up and i went to a few of them but it was kind of inconvenient with my classes because it was late at night and i was exhausted mm. so i was like you know what fuck this i'm gonna buy my own controller and mm. teach myself I, I learned the basics from them like i learned what each button does and all that and then like yeah. i bought cheap basic controller taught myself and slowly better 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 slowly became vancouver's number one dj yeah. oh i don't know about that yeah okay but there are so many good DJs in Vancouver. Like, honestly, a lot of talent that is often not recognized. I mean, because of this pandemic, too. Like, I feel like a lot of good DJs aren't getting the cred they deserve. But how do you get it? Like, by performing more? How do I get Yeah, well, me, I feel like the pandemic actually helped me. Because before it, I was just kind of like, I was playing a bunch of bars. I played a bunch of random yeah. venues. And just whatever they want. Like I'd play top 40 and what they wanted me to play. And then like, cause I love techno. I love drum and bass. I love house. That's my thing. And, um, then COVID started and it all moved to live streams and I yeah. got asked to do a few live streams. And I feel like on those live streams, I was able to kind of showcase my actual sound. And then people started watching these streams being like, Oh wow. Like she's good, I guess. And then as restrictions loosened, it was like, Oh, want to play this party, want to play this party. And it kind of just, it's just slowly builds up and you meet yeah. a lot of people and yeah, meeting people is really good too. I met a lot of the DJs from the streaming community and we were all just trying to support each other and get each other gigs, get each other on each other's streams. So it helped. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. And what's your plan with DJing? You plan on going, are you going to be like a, what's his name? Martin Garrix uh-uh. type or... Uh-uh. I mean, hey, that'd be cool. Like, travel the world and be play on big stages. That'd be amazing. Um, I'm no big room DJ, though. Like, he does very big room house type stuff. Mm. I do mainly, like I said, techno, drum and bass. And I feel like that's more of an underground niche. And you could get pretty big as a techno, drum, bass DJ and play. There's a bunch of festivals I'd love to play. And yeah, that'd be great if I could tour the world. My dream would be to tour the world and play big techno festivals, play big drum and bass festivals. And yeah. See, you just said a lot of stuff and you have to break it down because I have no idea what, what it means. Okay, what's it? You are a drum and bass techno DJ. Martin Garrix is a big room. DJ. Big room, house. Yeah. House, meaning what? So, what different genres. All right. So, techno is, uh, techno is very just. Like you think, like very underground, everyone's wearing all black. I kind of like to call it the punk rock of the electronic music world. Very dark. You can go fast with it. You can go slower with it. Um, Like Berlin, Germany is like the place for techno. Mm -hmm. And drum and bass is very fast. 
it's very I, I'm not gonna replicate like it's I, I'm all about fast yeah. beats and 130 BPM I saw somewhere. yeah we did wow you saw my bio yeah I usually <laughs> do over 130 BPM that's my thing so yeah. just the faster the better I like to I actually used to be a little punk kid like I love punk rock I started off with guitar and drums I like the headbanging. I like the jamming out, and I feel like those were good genres for me to move on into with that. So okay, okay, okay. So would you ever like play festivals and stuff, or do you prefer small? Uh, what artists they call it? Small intimate. <laughs> intimate There's rooms. that's a very hard question, and I I like both so equally because festivals I like being off stage, and I love the stage design and i love the that people could really just like let themselves like freedom of expression and yeah. all these cool outfits and stuff and just being in the woods and being in a cool outdoor setting that's why i love festivals but it's harder to connect to the crowd that way i feel yeah. like whereas if i'm in an intimate venue maybe i could be closer to my friends and it's more you could feel the energy more but it, it's Pros and cons, and I feel like my music, you could hear them, you could hear it better on like a in a more small room, so mm. you can hear details of the song. Whereas a festival, it's easy to get drowned out by you know maybe people cheering or something. But it's it's very fifty fifty. I love them both. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it looks fun. Like it you is. Know, you, you look at DJs. Yeah. I feel like they control the energy. Mm -hmm. the whole <laughs> yeah. Okay, would you go enjoy that? Crowd control. That's the thing. <laughs> I guess I kind of do that teaching too. It's like I'm, <laughs> I do something. I kind of switch up their mood a bit based on how I do it. So, well, the crowd you're trying to control with teaching is complicated, yeah. to say the least. Bunch but, of different personalities. Whereas DJing, everyone's there to listen to music, have a good time. Oh yeah. So I feel like it's less of a, less of multiple moods I need to capture. Yeah. I just gotta make people dance. That's all I gotta do, really. Do you remember the first time you were on a uh, stage or set? Yeah, I uh so like I said the f I started DJing I guess at like I I used to work at a brewery and that was like my first actual gig. It was just mm -hmm. DJing at the brewery. And I I started DJing there more like on Saturdays. And then but my first time at on an actual club stage. Yeah, I remember it, it was before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. It was at Levels Nightclub. And it was dope. Like my friend Koji, uh, Koji Aiken, who I actually work with in an event crew called Kumo, we, he booked me for the show he was throwing at Levels. He wanted to do like an all-female lineup. Mm -hmm. And so I went there and it was dope. I remember I hadn't had much practice with CDJs, which are like what they use at the clubs. Yeah. And I ended up, I was like, oh, I ended up doing better than I thought. I was like, I love this feeling. Like. Starting the party, making people dance, because my time slot was kind of, my time slot was at 11. Mm. I remember that was when people were coming into the club, and yeah. I was like, okay, like, I'm getting them hyped up. So, it was good. It was a good time. And for DJs, I know for comedians, if if they go on stage and crack jokes and no one laughs, what's, what's, what's that for DJs? Oh, I guess if no one's dancing. Yeah. Like, if I, or, or if I go to, I mean, different story. Like, if you're, you're playing an opening set, and there's no one in the club yet mm -hmm. like there's people coming in it's kind of hard to tell if your set's a flop or not like because people are just slowly coming in there's not really anyone to play for mm -hmm. but i feel like let's say if it was a packed room and people were just standing there talking and they were kind of dispersed away from the dance floor i'd be like shit <laughs> like what are what do i do to switch this up but uh yeah luckily luckily parties i play people like to dance so yeah, that would be horrible. I'd hate to see. I think. Wait, do I just like change the genre right now? <laughs> like, do people want to hear Drake? Like, <laughs> I don't know. What, what do I do? And how do you choose your music that you play? How do I choose my music? I, well, personal preference. Often, like, I do a lot of. Okay, like, I like a certain sound. Like mm. I said, fast beats, certain maybe key or somewhat, something like that. But I may often do some throw in some cool samples in there so let's say what's like a popular sample i don't know like even like a certain lyric from a certain song mm -hmm. but flipped into like a techno song 
Mm. Like that might get people who might not listen to techno before be more yeah. into it. Like, oh, they might sing along. Like I played, I played a party on Friday that was dark techno, and I played a My Neck, My Back remix. <laughs> and there were some people who could tell they were like, oh yeah, My Neck, My Back. And it was <laughs> oh, it was good. It was good. So right. just something that because. As much as people might not like to admit it, people like hearing lyrics and songs. And a lot of electronic music might not have lyrics. Yeah. So finding ways to incorporate some words in there. Yeah. I feel like samples are always crowd pleasers. Even just seeing what's popular. Keeping my songs current. Like, I don't want to play the same stuff all the time. Like, I might. I have a few favorites that mm-hmm. I like to play repeatedly, but I feel like. I'm always downloading music. Like tonight, I might go download music. I probably will. <laughs> Five time. I don't know. After Christmas shop too. We'll see. Yeah. And then like, do you have a song that you play that people love, but you just can't take it? Oh, ah, there's, there's just a lot of songs that are overplayed. It's not that I necessarily don't like them, mm-hmm. but I feel like a go-to is always, like I said, a Drake song or like a <laughs> Pitbull song. I mean, they're bangers, I'll admit. But it's like, I'll just like, okay, I guess I... <laughs> oh, yeah. People scream, or even um, there's a new house song right now called Do It To It by A-Craze, and it's a great song. It's catchy, mm-hmm. but I'm sick of it now. <laughs> Every DJ plays it who plays house, and it's kind of one of those songs that even my friends who don't really rave know it, Yeah. and I, if I put it on, then ah, everyone goes nuts, so... I'll just play it. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. And then, other than music, what else influences your taste in, like, the music itself? Do you, I don't know what I'm trying to ask, but yeah. Honestly, like, like what influences the music I play? Yeah, other than, like, things that, the energy and, and that. Is there a theme to what you do say, today I'm, I don't feel so good. Does that affect you? Honestly, sometimes. Like, I know, um... I did a stream on Sunday. I stream with a few friends, random Sundays here and there. Mm-hmm. And I do a bunch of genres, like I said. And I, it was a really sunny day on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I was in a mood to play house. So I'm like, you know what? Techno's a little dark. Techno and drum and bass, they're a little dark for the day. So I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. going to play some house. I'm going to play something a bit more feel-good. Something that makes me feel like I'm on an Ibiza beach or something. Ooh. So, yeah. I feel like the weather, nature affects it. Mm-hmm. Um fashion lifestyle like you know i'm big into i used to be i still kind of am into streetwear and i feel like i actually started out as a hip-hop dj so even just seeing i feel like you know fashion's another type of art and you could get a lot of musical inspo from that too fashion nature art blend Right? How do you transition from hip hop to techno? That's, uh, like, <laughs> that's like 80 I still BPM. love hip hop. Oh my god. But it's yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows where I'll be in ten years? In ten years I might I don't know what kind of style. Country DJ. Is there a country DJ? Is there such a thing? Uh, I mean <laughs> at the country bars downtown. They need someone needs to play music. Would you do it? No, she's like, nah. Is it fast enough? <laughs> Is it over 130 BPM? Twi- oh. 20 BPM. Ah, <laughs> 20, wow. Slow <laughs> lullaby. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Other than DJing, what else do you do? What else do I do? Yeah, like Other I said. Other than DJing and teaching. I like to it. teach. I uh, These days, my life is pretty much teaching mm-hmm. music. I'm very social. I like to go out to parties as well and just support other artists. Yeah. Like I said, I do love art. I do love... I love going for walks. I love, I love Vancouver. I love exploring new pa- places around the city. You know, going to new restaurants, and I love traveling. But I haven't been on an airplane. I was, I was saying this the other day. I haven't been mm. on an airplane in almost two years. Shitty. Oh yeah, the pandemic has been there for two years. Right? Ah, so yeah. Panoramic. Oh yeah. yeah. Did you hear about the new restrictions? Apparently, we are going back. Ah, yeah. Oh my God. I, yeah. Oh, I did. Trust me. <laughs> Phone was blowing up today, but, but, yeah, it's not it. It's not it. See, all these, uh, it's like they're the Grinches who are stealing Christmas, you know, yeah. and it's hard for artists especially because they, environments where they could be around a lot of people, not just musical artists, but visual artists, oh, yeah. uh, any sort of artists. Like, they yeah. need people to consume their stuff, yeah. and it 
there's no going to be all restrictions on that, then it's like they'll be struggling. So support anyone you can. Support local and yeah. make people's day, you know, like even come out, come out to a set of mine for just like a little bit. <laughs> I won't let you down, I swear. She would make you hype. She she brings the, the hype. I've seen I've seen your, your like uh, promos and like oh yeah, <laughs> every, it's like you perform every day though. Do you ever rest? Uh, <laughs> I yeah I rest <laughs> like I rested last night I guess. <laughs> but yeah, on the weekends my weekends are pretty busy and right. my weekdays are also pretty busy. But like I said, I'm on winter break now, so I could catch up on sleep. But I I thrive best when I'm in a busier environment I feel like I find the second I'm sitting down and I'm like okay I've finished what I have to do what's next I'm kind of restless like I'm always looking for something to do so I guess the busy life is a good life for me like I'm a city girl as well I don't think I could ever live in a tranquil (laughs) like no sound like if I were just hearing I mean it is refreshing to be in peace and quiet like, I was up in Whistler yesterday, and it was so nice and quiet to be in the trees with all the snow, and it was, I was like, oh, it's good for little vacations, but I need, I need noise. You need noise, you gotta, you gotta be back. And then, like, when you're attending parties, do you ever feel like, man, I, I need to be on the booth right now? I mean, it's, uh, sometimes I'm itching, sometimes I'm like, that <laughs> looks so fun, but I never want to steal anyone's thunder, honestly. <laughs> but I, any opportunity, like, if they said to me, hey, you want to hop on deck? Sure, I'd my music. Sure, I'd do it. <laughs> but yeah, it's I. It's hard. It's it's hard. It, you're always itching. Like even right now, I'd, I'm already hoping for to be on the decks again soon. Like I was supposed to play a show on Boxing Day, but who knows if that's gonna happen now? So. Oh yeah, because of the of the of the panoramic. Yeah. And then with live streaming, how do you guys do it? Don't you guys get hit with copyrights and stuff? Uh yeah. I mean, if you're a pretty smaller. See, I mean, luckily my streams have never been pretty hugely broadcasted, mm-hmm. but I feel like if you're a big streamer, gotta watch what you play. Like, if you play a very popular song, you're... Like, during the stream, it'll be fine, but later when your video gets saved, they'll cut out snippets of songs that, oh, copyright, <laughs> sorry. But uh, if you're a smaller stream page yeah or twitch account then you might fly under the radar but still it's like they yeah. i played a stream the other week and it was people they cut out snippets of our sets because the songs were too they were popular songs i guess yeah, yeah so which sucks it is what it is youtube do something where do you stream at youtube or twitch uh twitch twitch it's uh the thing is that the, wh- the reason everyone went to twitch was because uh, Facebook would always just take it down. Like, right when Facebook heard copyright, they, yeah. boom, sorry, you're done. Uh, Instagram would often do the same, where they'd, like, give you little, like, warnings. But whereas Twitch, they won't cut you off. Or they've never cut me off. But, yeah. like I said, l- after the fact, they might cut out the sound of your video. So, when you're watching your video <laughs> later, it looks like you're just... <laughs> so, I mean... People always gotta find a way to ruin the fun, right? It's yeah, co- damn copyrights. I know. So I yeah, know. Twitch, Twitch is the move, and people still. I have friends who have gained a pretty big following on Twitch mm-hmm. and have raised their DJ careers from it, and they still a lot of them make good money from it too. So right. well, that's it's good. good. That's good. I, lo- I love it. I love it. And then let's talk about your childhood. When you're a kid, would you ever believe you become a DJ? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> I mean, as I got older, I was like, I mean, hey, maybe it's in the cards for me. But I remember being in late elementary, early high school. And like I said, I was into punk music. So mm-hmm. I was thought, oh, it'd be cool to be in a band. Like I always thought, I'd often like dream. Like I'd be like singing there, be like, hmm, I would like to be the guitarist or drummer in a band or even the lead singer, even though I can't really sing. I'd l- I learned somehow. But I I always thought, okay, maybe I'd be in a band. I'd be in a band. I'd be in a whatever. Mm-hmm. Something that... Because back then, DJs were kind of... Nowadays, it's easy to just pick up a controller and learn to DJ. Yeah. Like, I find it's way more accessible than ever. But in the past, it was like, who would have thought? Especially a female DJ? Like, yeah. you don't see that. So I never really had anyone to look up to and be like, oh, I want to be like her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess took me by surprise. <laughs> you wouldn't believe what? Oh, uh, 
would you ever go into like music production like absolutely yeah stuff? so i i'm currently trying to learn i like ableton i've downloaded ableton i've been watching a few tutorials but again it's like one of those things that you need the time to sit there and do it mm-hmm. and watch i mean hey now i have time i think i'm gonna <laughs> sit there over the break and watch more <laughs> tutorials and actually get cracking but i'm a bit of a perfectionist and i feel i don't want to just release music that's half-assed yeah i actually want to master it until i get a song that i think is pretty good uh, for now i'm gonna start with edits i'm gonna start with doing steph tsunami remixes to a certain song oh okay, okay okay so i mean hey baby steps right but uh production is a pretty big learning curve and i feel like once you learn yeah. the software you're people tell me you're flying like you could produce <laughs> a new song in 24 hours but oh, yeah. it's i know some people who now like even like me like they're learning and it takes ages just to finalize one song so yeah i'm learning i know once you get your own songs out there that's that leads you to bigger better opportunities oh yeah but you know i know some people have gotten big from just djing alone but i do would like to have my name on a few productions okay still techno or you'll be open to genres ah i see i love this genre called footwork as well what is that Oh, I could give you so many subgenres, <laughs> but ooh, that would be another podcast episode. So. Right. But footwork is like about 160 beats per minute. Again, it's fast. I consider it techno mixed with drum and bass mixed with hip hop. Dang. Okay. So it's kind of, uh, I'll have to send you some songs, but uh, it's it's good. I feel like producing remixes that are footwork based would be good. But again, that's a genre that's not even really touched Vancouver. Oh, like people, I've played some songs out and people are like, okay, this is dope, but good luck having a full show of footwork artists. Because I don't know, I know one other person other than me who actually plays footwork. And okay. So, I mean, hey, maybe I could start it, but yeah, there's so many genres. Jersey Club, that's like a similar thing, but more bouncy house mm-hmm. vibe. Uh, even doing uh, Trap. Like I like trap too. There's there's a lot. No, oh, yeah, lot. I know that. Um, and how is the scene here? The music scene is it big in Vancouver? Do you guys get festivals as well? Because I think you performed at a festival. Was it you? Maybe. I think it was you. And then there was this other girl, uh, Alison something, Wonderland. Alison like, Wood. Some, she's like American though. Oh, Alice in Wonderland. That one. She was performing as well. Oh, I've never played festival. anything with Alice in Wonderland, but. Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, I, I played like local festivals. So like this summer, there were a few like DIY festivals where mm-hmm. people came together, just kind of sold tickets kind of on the low and had a bunch of people go out to the woods and party. Yeah. They weren't like blueprint events or live nation or anything like that. Cause those weren't happening, but yeah, Canada does have, well, BC, Vancouver does have festivals like Shambhala, Base Coast, Contact, Faded. Like, they have them. I wouldn't call this the best city for festivals <laughs> just because it's hard to find land where the city would let you hold that many people, which is kind of annoying. But, yeah, like, the senior is really good. I find the most popular genres of electronic music here are bass and trap mm-hmm. or house. I think that's the... That's the thing. It's a very house-dominated city. People yeah. love their boots and cats. And boots and cats. <laughs> like people love that, but people also love their dark bass and trap and stuff like that. Yeah. So there's there's a good scene, and I've met some great people from that scene. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just slowly getting bigger and bigger. Because ten years ago, I didn't think there was much of that. But <laughs> it's especially with the pandemic, I yeah. feel like people could really. The underground is thriving here. I will admit. I will. I will admit. Because I feel like Vancouver has an opportunity to do big with music, especially like yeah. the way we have outdoors, the nature. And when I look at uh, things like Tomorrowland, I'm like, we could do that here. I don't know, call it whatever. But we could. Yeah. We, ha- we have the space, but I guess we have to talk to the government. We do, and I mean, like Toronto and Montreal are very. Good music cities. Like, mm-hmm. Montreal's just artsy as hell. And Toronto's just big. Like, everything happens in Toronto, right? Yeah. But I feel like Vancouver's just... 
yet to kind of gain that worldwide recognition, but they could, you know, I really think we have something that we could cater to people. Like, especially like there's not a lot of cities out there that really specialize in bass. And I feel like Mm -hmm. Vancouver could really market their bass vibe. Cause I mean, Hey, there's a lot of festivals where people could go out like little hippie type festivals where people just like to, listen to those deep bass lines and all that, but yeah, I don't know. Like house, there's way better place in the world for house than Vancouver. Like yeah. Vancouver has a great house scene, but what Vancouver has, there's 10 times more in like London or like even the Mediterranean, you know, like yeah. there is so much more. So I think like that will always be kind of overlooked, even though it shouldn't be. There's so many good house artists here, but I, I don't know. I feel Vancouver's potential. What do you think it has to happen, though? Is it more DJs and artists in the genre, then that's how the city builds its reputation? Or is it you just have to throw a lot of parties like, and allow people to come in and feel it? Like, What do you think drives? I think they just need to catch, capture a vibe. Like, I feel like like you want to walk into... like, Let's say I were someone from the city traveling to Vancouver. Oh, I'm looking for a party tonight. I find a party. If I go in there and I see, oh my God, the people, it's bumping. Yeah. The DJs are amazing. The people are having fun. The setting is beautiful. I'd be like, okay, the scene is good. Yeah. Or I'd have to go to a few to determine that. But <laughs> I, if I went to a few parties that were all boom, 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 amazing, I'd be like, okay, Vancouver needs that recognition. And I feel like if enough people also got that same reaction that I got, then they'd spread the word back. Hey, come to Vancouver, come to Vancouver, go there for raves, go there for raves. So I think all it takes is more international artists to be booked there, more dope parties, more people spreading the word on how cool it is. Because I feel like not enough people are spreading the word (laughs) about how cool it is. Yeah, because it's pretty cool. It is, it really is. Like, I'll be an advocate (laughs) for it. I like when I go travel, I tell I'm from Vancouver, like you need to come. I will show you a good time. I will. Yeah. So, yeah, that. I, I went. Where was it? Was it Winnipeg? I went. I was like, hell no, I'm not coming uh, back here. <laughs> well, Winnipeg's cold. You yeah. Know? So, like Vancouver, we we could also market on the fact that it's beautiful. Like, look at our mountains, look at our beaches, look at our forests. Like, we are a beautiful city. We have that potential for people to come. And be like, wow, we want to party here. Yeah. But yeah, unfortunately, some other places in Canada that are often quite cold, they may not get that. And Montreal's really cold, but they're somehow still able to attract people from around the world to party there because they throw good parties. It's so I guess hey, if Winnipeg steps up and does that, come on, on, Vancouver, start to wake up, start to wake. Yeah, because that's what I was telling you about Alison. I was shocked when she was posting, "Oh, I'm performing at, I'm in Vancouver." There's what? There's a festival in Vancouver. Yeah. How? Oh, um, oh, I guess what you're saying about Alison Wonderland. She was playing Fade in the Park. Probably. She played it faded. Yeah, I didn't play it faded. I'd like to play it faded, but uh. Hey, faded. What's going on? Explain yourself. <laughs> how do you get booked? Do you, is it? How does it work when you get booked? It's uh, just kind of like how does it work in terms of like getting those gigs? Yeah. Or? Does someone reach out to you? Do you? These days, yeah. I often get people message me on Instagram, be like, hey want to play this party like and they'll give me a bit more details and all that and i'll decide if i want to play it or not usually it's a yes i'm always looking for opportunities to play and and like if i've heard about the artist or if i've heard about the venue that's a good deciding factor a lot of it's word of mouth too like if people have even asked me like if i haven't been able to play a gig they might say hey what are some other djs you could recommend so i might shoot some names that i think would be good and so it's kind of a chain reaction. Like people are always trying to support each other and messaging Facebook, Instagram, uh, even directly reaching out to me at a show. Like people might see me afterwards at a show, say, hey, I'm an event promoter. Let's keep in touch and I'll let you know if there's cool events to come up. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of ways. But yeah. I feel like it's uh, in this day and age where we're so connected through technology, <laughs> it is really helping. For oh sure. yeah, that's so. nice. 
Nah, because I'm really passionate about this city. I want it to go. I want Vancouver to be big and, and justify its... We need people like you! <laughs> and justify its cost, all right? It needs, to just, it needs to justify itself. If, I, if I'm going to party every Friday, I'll, I'll willingly pay my rent, all right? But, uh-huh. but if all I'm doing is freezing, I'm like, come on. Oh, I'll be like that. <laughs> like, give me something. Give me something. Yeah. And then in, in the winter, do you guys, okay, let's say there's no pandemic. How, when is uh, most fun? Is it during the winter, summer? When do people come oh, out? summer, absolutely. But mind you, I'm, I'm a summer girl. I love my warm weather. Um, mm. But people who love their skiing, like Whistler knows how to throw down. Like I often hear about Whistler parties where, because Whistler gets a lot of international people too, oh, yeah. right? Like people from the UK, Australia. And they often bring their music scenes there with them. And a lot of DJs may come out of that. Mm-hmm. So Whistler knows how to party. And people like to go and go snowboarding and then have some beers and party afterward. They go snowboard, snowboarding for the day. So that's like a scene in its own. I know there's a festival snow bombing that happens <laughs> in Kelowna mm-hmm. where you're basically partying at a ski resort. And they have a bunch of DJs. And it's, it's dope. And, but I, summer's when the weather's nice. You could do more stuff outside without your equipment getting damaged by rain or snow. So, yeah, yeah. and there's, you know, you could go to the beach, you could go to the woods, you could go, it's, there's more to do in the summer for sure. Like I tell people if there are tourists coming, come in the summer, there's more to do. All the festivals happen in the summer because people want warm weather. Eh, weather. Yeah. <laughs> people don't want to freeze. I mean, it might be your thing. Some people like to bundle up and dance, but um, people don't want to freeze while they're dancing. I couldn't do it. Don't freeze. <sighs> it's been cold. It's too cold. Oh, trust me. I played. <laughs> I played sets in the early morning where I'm basically wearing a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's cold. All right. So we've reached the stage where I start asking you questions, proper questions. Ah, proper written. questions. Well, I can't lie to you and say they were written by a five-year-old. Well, they technically they were written by a seven-year-old. So just do a second DJ thing. Who is your biggest inspiration and who do you have a lot of respect for when it comes to DJs? Oh, wow. That is a very, very hard question. <laughs> there are so, so many good DJs out there. Mm-hmm. Biggest musical inspiration. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of... I don't know if you've heard of Anna Luno. Anyway, she's she's not like people know her, but mm-hmm. what she did, she's an Australian DJ, and um, she started out being like a radio host, Ooh. and she DJs as well, tours the world, plays all genres, and what she does, I feel like she would always she would play some big songs, but she'd also play some underground songs, and on her radio show, she'd often feature artists that. Look up and coming, mm-hmm. like all sorts of artists, like female artists, LGBT artists, like people of all ethnicities, races, and they, you know, she's someone who I was like, you know what? That's a woman who's doing some good shit for the scene right oh there. Yeah. So she's one I could think of right off the top of my head. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's what I'd say. There's a lot of good DJs out there who I respect with their grind and like. All those, a bunch of good female techno DJs out there I look up to. Because they don't sleep. Like, if you play techno, <laughs> you don't sleep. They're yeah, yeah. bouncing. Like, Emily Len, Charlotte DeWitt, they are, they work hard, produce good music, and they are on the road day after day. So, okay, all right, all the right. grind. People who <laughs> grind, I could respect that. All right, all right. What single night out has been the most memorable for you as a DJ? Ooh, as it, like, when I've been playing? Yeah. Most memorable night out that I've played. Uh, honestly, that levels night, like my first actual club gig, that was yeah. very memorable because, well, for one thing, I met two really great friends that night. Uh, they're both DJs, Cece and Loop. Mm-hmm. They were both booked on that lineup with me, and we're great friends to this day. And I feel like that show really kind of paved the way for more for me and I realized how much I loved it mm-hmm. even this recent party I played um this techno show I was like made me realize okay this is like I love this scene yeah. like people people have so much love for it oh so yeah, yeah all right, all right, all right, all right. where do you think the scene is headed one year from now and five years from now 
one year from now, well, I hope there's no <laughs> restrictions and people could, you know, get out and actually have full-scale parties where you could feature a bunch of DJs on one lineup and openly advertise it without being fear of being shut down by the, by the government. Yeah. Uh, I hope that'll be a thing in one year. I just hope there'll be more and more parties. There's so many event groups that are that have come out of this pandemic that I feel like can't will will be thriving in a year. Like my event crew Kumo, we saw a lot of growth in a year and right. I can only imagine what some other event companies might do. 5 years. I just hope to see more and more diversity. Keep seeing more different genres, more diverse DJs instead of the same same dude who plays <laughs> the same house or rap track, you know? Like, I want diverse artists, diverse genres, diverse settings, and for us to be more known on a worldwide scale. So Put the CD up. <laughs> yes. Um, if you could eternally be stuck in one year's music scene, which year would it be? Oh, that's a really good one. Ah, sometime in probably like 96, which is my birth year, funny mm. enough. Like 1996 was huge for underground raves. And I feel like that is, there are still some tunes, whether it be drum and bass, jungle, techno house that are classics to this day from that 90s era. Mm -hmm. Like back then, a lot of them, they were playing vinyl and they were... Yeah. It was the parties were very underground, but there were, yeah, that was that would have been a good era to see just everyone losing their shit over a rave because they've never experienced it before in their life. Yeah. So, ninety six, uh, pretty cool. Ninety six. Yeah. Uh, when I was a mere baby. <laughs> uh, what is one subgenre you think doesn't get the attention it deserves? Uh, footwork. Footwork. Footwork, a juke, like these are all the same kind of category. Footwork Juke, Jersey Club, very, very underrated. <laughs> yeah. What is something that bugs you about the DJ scene? Ah, uh, something that bugs me about the DJ scene is, well, especially if you go to like nightclub nightclubs, mm -hmm. like maybe Granville Street, wherever. Like people who just come up and, like, I don't love when people come up and request songs, <laughs> yeah. especially if it's a whole different genre than what I'm playing. So like people who think, who think they could, that you have this whole music library with you and <laughs> Hey, you might like, I have a ton of songs. People who think you could literally just pull up any song and you will, you will play it for them. <laughs> the next song totally. Oh yeah. Could you, I will switch that up for you. It's, I mean, hey, when I used to play pubs, yeah, I'd take my <laughs> request and I'd do that, but yeah. yeah. And I also don't like people who are competitive with each other, mm -hmm. like people who are too clout chasing. Yeah. Because I feel like, I mean, hey, everyone's trying to better themselves, but mm -hmm. you only really better yourself if you aren't so petty and jealous towards other people. Yeah. Like, help build each other up. Your, your success won't be impacted by giving other people success. Like supporting someone else won't affect your success. That's yeah, what I'm trying to say. So just don't be petty. Don't be catty. You know what I mean? All right, all right, all right. And then for DJing, which, uh, so you use vinyls or you're a CDJ? CDJs. I would love to learn vinyl. I just mm -hmm. feel like, like it's rare that I'm going to show up to a gig and there be turntables. But there is a thing here. There's like um, Table Tutors. They're a DJ group and they do turntables. Shout out my girl Cece. She teaches for Table Tutors. And they mm -hmm. do like scratch DJing and stuff. But yeah, I'm a... CDJs are good. Like all you do, I put my music on USB and plug it in and there's hundreds of tunes out there. Like lugging vinyl around mm -hmm. to each set. As much as the old heads are probably like, oh, it's the authentic way to DJ. No one wants to carry crates and crates to a gig. <laughs> So I could literally just put my little USB in my pocket. It's it's the future. That's what it is. <laughs> Things will keep developing. Yeah. But I'm a CDJ girl. CDJ, CDJ. Yeah. Then you keep mentioning, is it Cruel? What's Cruel? Cruel. Say your group. Oh, how do you spell that? No, you were saying it. I'm trying to remember what you were saying. Is it? Kumo. Kumo, yeah. Kumo, yes. So uh, 
Kumo is an event group that I'm part of, started by my friend Koji Aiken. Mm-hmm. And basically our whole thing is elevate the Vancouver scene. You know, give give these Vancouver artists a platform to perform and get recognized and also show people who like to go out, show mm-hmm. people that, hey, the scene is dope, the scene is fun, we could put on good parties. Right. And we actually Kumo started like right before the pandemic. And we kind of slowly got our fan base from live streaming. Like we were based out of a studio, Studio 710. Mm. And we would have different DJs every week come perform. And people liked that because they'd get their friends from who knows where to come watch them. And we just got more and more support. So, And then eventually this summer we threw our own parties. And up until now, our own parties. So that's that. That's Kumo. I'm supporting you. We'll be there. Throw, throw a party, we'll come dance. But hey, 130 BPM, I don't think I can, anyone can dance that fast. Oh, yeah, you can. <laughs> Just gotta feel it. That's what's up. Yeah. All right, so now we're moving to the everyone's favorite section. These are questions written by a seven-year-old. Are you I'm, serious? Seriously. Like an actual seven-year-old? An actual where seven-year-old like, sat down. I ask these questions. Yeah. Like you, 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 no, she, he was like, um, on your podcast, your questions stink. So here, better question. Ah, wow. <laughs> Honestly, no one will ever tell the truth better than a kid. Yeah. Like kids and old people. Yeah. That is, they will tell you the <laughs> honest truth. And kids don't. Let's care. go. All right. For what in your life do you feel the most grateful? What might I feel most grateful? Uh, my family and friends. Like I. I just love my support system and just being around all the love for my family, my friends, and just everyone. It's it's great. That's nice. Yeah. And then if you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Anything about the way I was raised? Ah. It would have been cool to grow up in a more musical family. I'm the only one who's really musical. My sister used to dance, but she neglected that really, (laughs) really early. Also, maybe being a family that's a bit more into freedom of expression. Mm-hmm. Like, I come from a pretty traditional Greek family, and I was always kind of the black sheep who beat to my own drum. And I still am like that, you know, and my family's still their way, but they support me, they love me. Mm-hmm. But it's, if people, if they were more like, oh, Steph, you go, spread your wings, whatever. Yeah. Who knows where I'd be. But hey, I, I do my own thing. Yeah. If people fuck with me for me and I'm not going to let anyone burn down my door. So, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what's up. <clears throat> what is the greatest accomplishment of your life to date? Ooh. Honestly, finishing school and having a good teaching job, mm. but being able to pursue my passion on the side. Mm. Because I feel, yeah, I feel like I have achieved what I want to achieve. Well, well, not yet. I can always achieve more. I definitely, mm-hmm. next up, I want to tour the world. But the fact that I'm able to do the two things I want to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, but tour the world, okay. You mean in the big festivals or just you'd rather, what, what would you choose? Doing club, club scenes, different clubs every night, different in the world. Everything. Everything. Yeah, so different club every night, different festival every day, night. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I like intimate, but I also love big venues. So whatever these <laughs> event bookers feel I'd fit best in, yeah. there yeah. we go. Yeah, because when I was in college, we would try to book like artists to school. And these guys would prefer doing those gigs because he would come, perform his set, say it's 30, 40 minutes, finishes here on to the next one, goes and does that one. And for them, they feel like the energy they take in in one night uh-huh. is better than just being on one stage. And then, I don't know. Yeah, it's personal preference. Yeah. Like, it's personal preference for everyone. But, yeah, some people love the thrill of bouncing one gig to the next. Yeah. And I'd love that thrill <laughs> for sure. You know, yeah. it's no breaks. <laughs> but breaks are always nice. DJs need their sleep for their sanity, right? And is Tomorrowland part of your... Do you dream of performing at Tomorrowland? Hell yeah. Oh, my God. That is the biggest festival <laughs> in the world. If I could say I played Tomorrowland, yeah. see just all those people in front of me? Oh, my God. I, 
don't know what I'd do. Probably cry. <laughs> and then, what, what's it called? Lola Palooza? Is that elect- uh, electronic? Lollapalooza? Yeah, is it electronic? Yeah, Lollapalooza, they have everything. They have um, like pop, rap, mm-hmm. uh, electronic, rock. They're just like a general festival. I play yeah. Lollapalooza. I'll play anywhere, honestly. Yeah, they had 100,000 people there. I was like, how? Crazy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. Like people travel <laughs> to come to these fests. Festivals. Come on, Vancouver. Okay, I, I don't know if Vancouver will allow that, but because here apparently you have to be very careful on which land you do whatever you choose to do. Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> you end up in trouble. That's true. <laughs> you really got to do your prior research. Yeah. All right. That's what I'd say. Um, what do you value most in a friendship? What do I value most in a friendship? Ah. Uh, Someone who can be loyal, someone who values the same things as me, mm-hmm. shares similar opinions, and is chill, won't be jealous or petty or won't start drama for no reason. Yeah. You know, like my best friend has been my, my best friend since we were like six. And what I love about her is like there have been periods where I might not see her for a while, she's living somewhere else, but we mm-hmm. still like hold each other's friendship so like so close. We know that we would never betray each other in any way. And it's just a chill, very chill friendship. But we also value a lot of the same stuff. Even though we have our different interests. Yeah. It's, I love them. That's nice. That's mm-hmm. nice. And what does friendship mean to you? Oh, cute question. <laughs> uh, friendship means to me, ooh, friendship could come in all shapes and sizes. But someone who, like, I, I love making new friends. I love going to shows and making new friends, someone who could be a familiar face when you're feeling down or if you need someone to spend time with, companionship, who you like to do cool things with, someone to just talk to, catch up with, just someone, company, good company is friendship, essentially, to me. Yeah. That's nice. What's something people seem to misunderstand about you? Ooh, people misunderstand about me. I think on the, uh, like, I hate when people judge me from the outside Mm -hmm. and they might look at me say, oh, like, oh, she might just be a, I I, I hate when people underestimate me. They might say, oh, she's a teacher. She's probably quite lame and likes to go to bed by nine (laughs) or (laughs) like, I also don't like when people underestimate my artist abilities. Oh, yeah. I don't know what factors they might think about, but they might just be like, oh, okay, yeah, like, sure, we'll give her, we'll give her a gig just because whatever. I just hate being underestimated. And uh-huh. I guess the min- misunderstood thing is that I, I love to, music is my life. And I don't know, a lot of people know that about me. It's a hard question. <laughs> I feel like I'm what you see is what you get, but for people who don't really know me, who yeah. are from the outside looking in, they might be like, they don't understand how creative I may be and how I use my brain. Yeah. They might be like, oh, we'll treat her as kind of just like a plain Jane. It's like, hell no, <laughs> not plain Jane. Yeah, she's far from pretty, it. I'm pretty, what you see is what you get. She's far from a plain Jane. Uh-huh. She's, she comes out in the night. <laughs> Teacher no, by I day, mean. DJ by night. Like, she's literally what movies are made on. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Documentary or something? That'd be cool. If, if uh, be saying that, who would, who would be, like, of the actresses that are out there right now? If someone was to make a biopic about you, who would you choose? Actresses? Yeah. Oh. Uh, people used to always tell me I look like Anne Hathaway. So mm. I guess I'd pick her. Okay. I don't know. Closest thing. Uh, ooh, who's also like a really good actress? I know she doesn't look like me, but like maybe like Scarlett Johansson. I've always thought she was great. Uh, Zendaya, she's great. Like yeah. they don't look like me, but <laughs> it's the story that I counts. guess Anne Hathaway would probably have to work. Okay, okay. she's a good actress. I don't know. Yeah, she's cool. She, she was one of my favorites. She, does yeah. she still act? Probably. I don't know. She's a mom. She's a kid. <laughs> yeah. Maybe two kids. I don't know. I last saw her in movies a long time ago. But then yeah. I, don't, I don't watch movies that much. I don't either. Uh, all right. If you could turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell her? Ooh, I'd tell them. I'd be like, girl, 
You are going to make so many dope friends. You are going to do what you want to do. You're not going to take no bullshit from no one. And you're not going to be trapped in this little box. The, 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 the future is limitless. That's yeah. basically what I'd say. Right. Do whatever your heart desires. People will love you for you. Don't listen. Don't be a follower. Be a leader. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, what is the most important thing that you've learned in your life? What was your life like before learning it? What was your life like after learning it? Oh my God. I guess similar to that, just kind of be yourself, mm-hmm. you know, like be, be yourself. My life before that, I just always felt like I didn't really have a niche to fit into. I was, I was a floater. I was just kind of hopped around and I guess I was just kind of struggling to find myself mm-hmm. and find where I was happy. It's like I wasn't unhappy, but I was just kind of like going about my day. There's nothing, not not much. There were things to look forward to, but I was always like, ah, like day to day life. But then after I learned, you know, be yourself. Don't follow the exact trends that people want you to follow. Yeah. Unless you you want to, of course. But beat your own drum. You'll be way happier. Nice. Yeah, as long as you're not harming anyone <laughs> in the process, right? Yeah. <laughs> like if beating to your own drum is becoming a serial killer, then don't beat your own drum. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, don't hurt people. All no, right. don't hurt people. Love, spread love. All right. And what is the best compliment you have ever received? Oh boy. Ah. I often tell people my favorite compliments are when people tell me I'm so smart mm-hmm. or I'm so cool. Oh yeah. Like. When I hear people say, you are so cool. You're such a cool chick. I'm like, that's genuine, I feel. Because yeah. you're not just going to call someone cool and be fake. Like, people could easily say, wow, you're pretty. Oh, my God. You look so good up there doing your thing. But it could be fake. They could just be sucking up. But if they say, oh, you're cool. Like, you're, you're the way you've done this is so smart and forward thinking. I'm like, yeah, keep my heart. I feel you. The cool one, I like it, especially when I'm told by a 12 year old. Like, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> that touches me. Like, that's there. Yeah, my parents feel awesome. You're like, okay. You okay. think I'm cool? I'm doing something right. Oh, so cute. <laughs> so cute. But yeah, because they, they love just going, you're so old. Ah, you have my trip channel. What are you talking about? Literally, like 12 year olds, <laughs> I'm probably, I'm double your age. That's it. That's not yeah, they, they don't get it. They're just well, like, yeah. But I have, I have good times with them. Um, good, good. What is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Biggest failure? If ever. Some people haven't failed yet. Uh, <laughs> I like to hope I haven't failed. <laughs> Let me think. Ah. Yeah, no. I, I, don't, I don't think I've... I don't know, trusting the wrong people, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Just don't, don't put all your bags at... Eh, don't put all your eggs in one basket with one person or multiple people, whether it be in relationships and business partners and life. Mm-hmm. Just proceed with caution. You know, I'm someone who I've learned don't trust people so much right away because if you go all in, they will hurt you harder. <laughs> but if you go in kind of slowly, get to know yeah. them easier, easier, then yeah, so watch who you trust. <laughs> Uh, Trusting the wrong people, I'd say. Thanks, thanks. Yeah. Just uh, the compliment that, that way. What advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? Mm. Well, I would say um, do your research. Like I, I tell people, I've, I've given this advice to a lot of novice DJs. It is worth it. Buy a cheap controller. Like mm-hmm. you don't need to spend a lot of money to start. Like a couple hundred bucks gets you a controller that has most of the features you'll need mm-hmm. to play a big club practice 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 do your research constantly find new music uh take note of the trends but don't fully follow them directly don't, don't be a copycat also uh don't be a copycat do your own thing and look at look at what's around you see what other artists are doing take notes from them i often i also learned from shadowing other djs even just being up there watching them mix, seeing yeah. their mixing styles. Because even me today, like I feel like I have my own weight of DJing, but I see other friends do things. I'm like, that'd be cool if I could do that in a set one day too. So yeah, yeah practice, practice, and, and meet 
try and meet as many people as you can who are in that scene who mm-hmm. could potentially work with you in the future. Yeah. So go to a bunch of shows, support other DJs, go dance, see what the scene's like, and bond with other people there. Because that's how you build your community. But we're in a pandemic. How do I do that? <laughs> <laughs> the devil on your shoulders, Ed. Uh, social media, honestly, yeah. same thing. Follow DJs you admire. Maybe even reach out to them. Mm-hmm. Like, talk to them, introduce yourself. Um, DJs, some DJs out there are busy, but some of them will, might respond to you, say, be willing to help you, even yeah. with tutorials. Like, I even tell people who are learning, hey, like, I mean... I've recently moved. I don't have my full decks in my my own my, my my decks are at my parents' place. But I tell people, oh, like once my decks are up and running, you could come over, I could give you the lessons, you know? So mm-hmm. just reach out through social media too. Even I mean, don't add everyone. That's a little <laughs> weird if you don't know them, but just follow a bunch of pages, see what they're doing. Yeah. And support. And then I guess this you answered, but who are the three people who have been the most influential to you? Yeah, my three people. Ooh, can't think of direct people, but uh, I'll be vague. I'd say like family, maybe like my mom, my best friend, and who the third? That one's a toss up. Someone in my life who's loyal. Maybe even... Third. I'm stuck on the third. I'm sorry. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and then this one. I have to make sure every camera is working. What is the meaning of life? The meaning of life? Oh my God. I'm still trying to find that, figure that out myself. I think the meaning of life is just to live it mm-hmm. and just kind of flow with whatever flo- comes your way, you know, float on, adapt, mm-hmm. and life will throw you curveballs, but life will also throw you very pleasant moments, so just live, live in the moment, honestly, live in the moment, uh, make friends, love people, uh, do whatever your passion is, because life is really short, Yeah. and I think the meaning of life is to just live it as you'd like, because who knows? Even to the people who live in, who knows where in the universe, who are living totally different lives than how we're living. living. Just live it as makes you comfortable and healthy. And and you'll be living. And then you'll be not regretting stuff when you're old, I'd say, right? You all look back and be like, life was worth living. And when you become an old, when you're 90, what, what do you hope to have achieved? Like I said, traveling, having a good festival roster under my belt that I've gone to, traveled the world, uh, have a good, you know, good family and friends around me, mm-hmm. having, just feel successful. Like maybe not, it doesn't have to be financially successful, but life successful. Feeling like I've done what I've wanted to do, such as travel push my music career as far as I can possibly push it and spread as much happiness as I can, honestly. Yeah. Uh, The final two questions, it's, is there a question that you would like to be asked that I did not ask you? Oh, (laughs) question that, honestly, you've covered everything. Uh, I really like would you rather questions. Would you rather... Like, would you rather do this or that? Uh, you've probably asked me a few, to be honest. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, you pretty much asked me everything. I guess, like, upcoming projects would be one, but I'm currently just learning to produce. So stay right. tuned, looking for Steph Tsunami edits to start. Okay. And then maybe some originals. Right. Who knows? But, yeah, ask, ask me whatever. <laughs> but I'd say future project, which is... More or less, I feel like you've asked me something similar. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. And then do you have a question for me? Do I have a question for you? Ooh. Who is uh, next on your interviewee list? Next. Uh, I have actors coming up. 
Nice. Still to be confirmed, it's very hard because of the holidays. People's schedules are like, yeah, like, I want to come sure. there, but oh, and then so a lot of people are they're, they're planning for January after the holidays. I'm just like, okay, yeah. But yeah, after you is probably gonna be an actress or actor, mm-hmm. and then after the actor, we'll see. Because I'm just trying to have diverse group of people. Because at the end, uh, I'm making it. So I call it conversations, Uncle Kev. It's basically for the young people. Yeah. Like, like the little kids when they watch it and say they want to be a DJ. You were oh saying, God, I'm you sorry, know. I swear a bit. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, ah. they understand that. That's what DJ. Should have told do. me. <laughs> I, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, but the sorry, point, the kids. whole. The whole point is just Bleed for them. me out. Do it. <laughs> just for them. If they want to be a DJ, yeah. now that they listen to this conversation and, and that gives somebody a start and know where to begin from and that understand that you can be a teacher by day and <laughs> a DJ by DJ night. By night. <laughs> that's, that, that's the plan. So yes, follow your dreams, kids. <laughs> you, you are the one who, who's educating them, though, so... Yeah. You, you, it's like you, you, you serve both the kids and the parents. <laughs> I guess. In one day. Do you ever, do you perform during the week? Sometimes. If there's events during the week. Yeah, They're often on weekends, but I may work during the day, have a gig at night. I have one recently where I DJed at midnight on a work night. <laughs> I did it. How, how's the work day the next day? Not bad. As long as I just don't, you know, don't drink. Just go, go right to sleep. Like finish your set. Maybe don't not stick or, stick around a bit. Just go right home, go to sleep. Uh, yeah, because you need to rest. You know, your brain, mental health as well needs to function. Oh, you know, I, I I never. Every DJ I know doesn't sleep though. It's like. Uh, I mean. <laughs> would you be an artist DJ? Would you ever do that? Actress DJ. You no, know, like an artist DJ. Say like Drake, and then you are his DJ wherever he goes. You go. That'd be sick. I'd like it. I feel like if it gave me the opportunity to pursue, do my own individual thing on the side too, mm-hmm. like, like I'm still Steph Tsunami, I'm still my own artist, but yeah. Steph Tsunami is also Drake's DJ. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'd do it. Okay. What about a radio DJ? Yeah. Oh, I'd love that. I've always felt like radio is something that, because I love to talk as well. Yeah. And I feel like I could, you know, interview other artists play songs that are up and coming that people might not know about mm-hmm. so I could showcase these artists. Kind of like how I said, Anna Luno, this yeah. artist that I love. She she did that. Like, she DJed, she did her thing, but she also had a radio show. So i definitely do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Any last words for the people? Yeah, as far as just happy holidays and stay true to yourself and I love you all and if you want to follow me, on social media, my Instagram is steph.tsunami. Yeah, S-T-E-P-H period T-S-U-N-A-M-I. Uh, Facebook, you can just look up Steph Tsunami. I post more on Instagram, though. But, uh, yeah, stay happy, stay healthy. Do your thing. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Yeah. People, go spam uh, Tomorrowland Live Nation. Tell them we want Steph Tsunami. Ah. <laughs> we want it next year. Cheers. All right, all right, all right. Have a good day, man. Thank, Thank you, you for coming. Kev. All right. Yeah, I'll see you next week. Ah.